Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Hey guys, this is Anthony, and you're now listening to The Reality Is, episode 12. And we had some audio issues this week with overmodulation, which you'll hear mainly when I'm speaking. Go figure. But hang in there with us, and I promise it will get better. Today we'll discuss what's happening in Baltimore, dating tips, eight reasons why women should have started approaching men. And you can thank Michelle for that, our honorary co-host and voice of reason for the women on our show. We're also going to introduce a new segment called Put Them On Notice and more on this episode of The Reality Is for Future Becomes Extinct. Looking like he looked like he was part of the tribe. Of yeah, he wanted to. That was down there? Oh man, bro! Did you see the dude with the? Uh, he had his leg wrapped up with an ace band and an ice pack inside the ace band on the back of his thigh. Hey man, off season, man. It's off season. He got knocked out the playoffs. Oh man, we're glad to be here today, man. You guys, we apologize about starting late again, man. I don't know what we have to do to rectify this issue. Uh, I, 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 yeah, that's one, but. Um, Guys, we have some great topics to talk about today. Everybody knows what's going on right now in Baltimore. And we want to kind of give our thoughts on that uh, situation and what's going on with the rioting and uh, the peaceful pro- peaceful protesting that's not really being shown on TV as much as the riots. But uh, we had a little conversation um, this week about how we wanted to approach it. And I'm eager to hear what Christian has to say first. Well, we only have 10 to 15 minutes on this topic, and, you know, I think you could probably spend seven years on it because, uh, you know, it, while we understand, you know, the why the people, maybe we don't even understand why, but what sparked it is, you know, what happened to Freddie Gray and the questions that exist around the police uh, treatment of him after, you know, he, he was arrested. And, uh, you know, we see the trend of, <clears throat> you know, black people, uh, male and female unarmed being uh, you know killed uh, f- for various reasons according to police the usual term you hear is oh I felt threatened mm-hmm. um, but wh- one of the things that I've heard a lot this week and I think one of the talking points for maybe I don't know if you call them the defenders of the riots but the sympathizers is the systematic uh, poverty uh, lack of opportunity uh, just the 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 situation that the people in Baltimore and really urban America, urban Black America, have gone through, you know, really since the dawn of time. But you know, I think in the last twenty years, maybe since the the mid eighties, when you know you saw the the rise of crack cocaine and other drugs that really took fire in our communities, um, and then also some of the laws uh, soon after the Civil Rights Act was passed, you see some of the laws that were um, made in response to that to kind of target our community you know we we get sentenced unfairly um, I mean, this is well known you'll see republican people talk about it just as much as democrats but <clears throat> my perspective is like i understand that this is the reality of these people and that they, they're acting out on that but you know i don't think you could ever say that tearing your tearing like if i got mad 
And I was like, you know what? I've been mad at this same thing for five years or for 20 years. And today something sparked me. I'm just going to tear my whole house up. I'm just going to break everything in it. I mean, I just don't think you would tell me and say that was a good decision. I understand your frustration. Correct. But maybe that's not the best way to act out. So that's kind of how I view it. And, you know, from a more macro level, it's like you hear all these talking points and you hear all these people talking about, oh, uh, you know, the systematic. I'm like. First, my first reaction was there was a show that was like the the most popular show on HBO about the exact situation they're talking about called The Wire, mm-hmm. right? And every person in America was in love with it. Yeah. But <laughs> what have anybody done since the year 2000-whatever when it started and when it ended? Nobody thought to have some type of collectivism. Like, how many people went to Las Vegas this weekend to go to the fight, that are spending their money, resources, time on the fight, as opposed to maybe going into Baltimore to help the healing process in that community, right? Yeah. We, we're, I mean, there's millions of dollars from the black community alone that's going to go towards, you know, and this might be controversial, and hey, look, I have the utmost respect for Mayweather's talent, but this guy's been found guilty of assault towards a woman four times. Right. That's what we're supporting as a community, as opposed to going into our own community and investing our time and resources. Right. Because we don't have that cultural collectivism, which you you start talking about solutions. Right. You look at other cultures. There's a collectivist nature to the Indians or to the Jewish people or to even Nigerians. Right. That come over here with a plan. Our community, not to the same extent, if at all. Right. So in my opinion, it's like some level of cultural collectivism where like, look, we have some ownership. Like if every person in Dallas were to go one weekend, every person of means or young professional as what we like to call ourselves, whatever you want to call it, went into maybe the underserved community one weekend and literally everybody, every black person in Dallas went and got in the community and rounded up all the families and just showed like we're all in this together. We love you, you know. How much of an impact would that, but that, that, that hasn't happened? it takes somebody to get shot for anybody to even stand up and start to protest. So, you know, I don't want to ramble. Like I said, I could talk about it for two hours on my own, probably seven days on my own. But (laughs) that's kind of, you know, my perspective on it is like I understand. But just because you're upset, I don't think it gives you the license to act out in the way. And, and, you know, it's not fair because, like, most of the protest is peaceful. But we know the reality. We already know what's going to happen. We know the media is going to show that 5%. Yeah. And we know what that does for us as a community, right? So I want to remember what uh, Michelle has to say in reference to it. Um, So I think that it's such a sensitive topic, you know, and it's one of those things that um, though we may not condone it, we can definitely understand the emotions that are behind it and the frustration um, that's behind it. And um, (laughs) the thing about it is, is like this has been kind of our outcry for so long, you know, um, and when you when we talk about moving the needle, um, there have been efforts to try to move the needle, and nothing's working. You know, nothing's working. Um, we're 50 years past the civil rights movement, and our black, you know, brothers and sisters are still being treated like dogs. <laughs> you know, wh- what else? What else can you do when you try to? push back on the laws and you try to do all of these things and no one is listening um i saw this it was a a meme that was it was it was done tongue-in-cheek but it was talking about um you know look at all these quote-unquote peaceful ways that things have happened so we talked about the haitian revolution you know they just walked up and they just asked for their freedom right and you know 
the happy white people just granted it to them. Yeah. And they were, they were, of course, being sarcastic because, of course, we know that was one of the bloodiest revolutions um, that, you know, to give the Haitians their freedom. But I don't know. Like I said, I don't necessarily condone it, but I 100% understand how you can get so frustrated um, where you don't know what else to do. And I think as people, I think it's two things. I think, one, people don't know what else to do. And I think, two, we haven't educated our youth. Because I think most of the people that are running the riots are the are young people. The young people. Yeah. People under the age of 25. Right. You know? Right. And, and we're, we're not doing a, a great job of, uh, just a, an example, um, my son was frustrated about, like, he was getting too much homework in one of his classes. <sighs> You know, and he <laughs> and he was like, he said something to the effect of, "Yeah, I think I'm going to go on strike," or "I think I'm going to." And it's just like, honey, l- l- sit down and let me actually talk to you about you yeah. know, <laughs> what oppression actually is. School, yo. <laughs> you got a liberal yeah, son, <laughs> workers' rights. Because, uh, because this is this is a, a privilege; it's not an oppression. Right. Um, but I just think that they, our kids don't understand. Yeah. You know, they don't understand it, so they think that. You know, um, like like Christian said, they think that this is the way that we're going to get stuff done, and and uh, it's just it's an unfortunate situation. Get it up, and Gary. I, and well, and I I want to piggyback on what both of them said because, you know, uh, Michelle touched on the the immaturity of of youthfulness and and the lack of education, which Chris touched on, and you know I don't excuse the behavior anyway, Chris. I think what you said was. You know, from our text message, I was expecting you to come in here like Uncle Ruckus. Niggas, niggas, niggas. <laughs> no, I wasn't. But, well, but I, I did I, too. I think you you nuanced it in a way that I think was helpful because it, it's not it, it's not something that's okay. It's not okay. Um, but like Michelle said, we haven't educated our youth, and I want to lift up the fact that it's it's not just black youth. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, there's immaturity. That, that shows up in more ways, but like Chris touched on, the fact that the media is only going to present certain things, which, you know, got, gets back at our social media conversation that I'm really glad for those people who have shared, you know, images, because images are powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Shared yeah. images yeah. Of, of riots happening where white, you know, youth mm-hmm. being immature, being stupid, mm-hmm. are doing the very same things, however, doing them because somebody lost a game or because somebody, you know, and so my, my sentiment is, is that... <clears throat> You know, I think back to when I was younger, and I think back to how I expressed myself when I was angered at something. And the difference now is I would I would maybe write an article or I would yeah. maybe, you know, say something on the radio, use my voice in, a, in what I deem to be a constructive way. Maybe masturbate very aggressively. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> masturbation always, always comes. the answer. I mean, it's three men in here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, man. It was it was on my heart, man. I thank you. <laughs> that might be one avenue, but 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 actually, you, you know, bro. using use. I mean, me and Brandon were talking about this the other day. We we're in a position where we can spread. You know, we can talk. We can yeah. say things. We can raise people's consciousness. Try to, but at the same time, I can't ignore the kind of pressure that this that the destructiveness of these protests puts on the national you exactly. know I mean I can't who's to say that the, that the series of, of protests quote unquote uh, riots or yeah. whatever people you know however people want to call it who's to say that these, these the series of these things is not actually putting a, putting pressure on people yeah. to where if you know if people aren't making the decisions you know what this is the right thing to do let's do this if they're making the decisions say look we need to get them off our backs, just, you know. But but it, but it did, didn't it? Like it, the, the police officers got charged. Pressure. It, it has caused pressure. Yesterday, and I think that pressure 
I think justice, you know, we think about justice as being objective, which it never is. Yeah. And I think this pressure is, is helping to at least put people in a position where it's like, okay, we need to be sure that, you know, we try to serve justice however we want to understand that. So I just have one thing. And, Anthony, I know you want to give your two cents. And I'm going to let you do that. But first, no. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Michelle made the yeah, statement like <laughs> it seems like it's always been like this. And we don't we don't because it seems like we've been oppressed. And like, what else can we do? And I think there's another culture and group of people that's been oppressed maybe longer than we have in the history of this world. Right. The Jewish people mm -hmm. uh, since the time of the Romans when they were slaves um, and I just I just think you know I just find it interesting that in the history of the Jewish culture I mean it seems like every few hundred or thousand years somebody literally tries to wipe them out they try to you know genocide straight up but they find a way to still rise above it you know like Jews in Germany that were put in concentration camps like a lot of them when they either they escaped before it or when they got out like they they migrated here and now they're like uber successful here right like they came here with nothing but they were able to build things but they came from an oppressed place and I just I just find it so intriguing and I don't know what the magic is or if there is a magic yeah. Uh, but how is it that they can, and we've come from a similar, I guess, uh, background perspective yeah. of oppression yeah. and people trying to wipe us out, or if not wipe us out, exploit us uh, for different purposes. I, I just find it interesting that, you know, the Jewish culture has been able to come out of it and really, I mean, they're the most successful cult. I mean, I can't find another, if you look at it on the, the, the topics of like, you know, poverty, their poverty rate. I don't even know if there is poverty in the Jewish community. Like, Well, that's well and it's, it, it's easy to idealize it and assume that the Jewish community is cohesive and collective and they are helping each other out. And, you know, maybe statistics would show that as a group, they're, they're doing better than we are. They, you know? They're doing better than white people, anybody. Well, but, but see, part of the thing is when you talk about these categories, I mean, when you see racial statistics in terms of economic success and all of that kind of stuff, the Jewish group, you know, as an ethnic group, is going to be categorized with white people. Exactly. So I think it's kind of I was just about it's to kind say of it. difficult yeah. to to try to delineate, you know, draw the line between who's Jewish and who's Jewish but white. Yeah. Right. You know, oh, I understand that, and I get that, and but there are statistics that have been drawn out. Because you could have ethnic Jew, you could have, you know, uh, uh, religious Jew. Like, there's a lot of right. compartmentalization of what Jew and Jewish black means. Jews. Black, black Jews, <laughs> Sammy <laughs> Davis Jr., uh, shout out Sammy. But <laughs> I don't know, man. It just seems like regardless of they're white, regardless of they're from Israel, regardless, it's just like it seems like they've figured out the secret sauce. Like I could be wrong, but just listen, like the Jewish part. I don't feel like Jewish have, like nowadays, blacks have always had a target on their back. And they still have a target on their back. And Jewish, I get what you're saying about the Jews, but it's like, I mean, who's getting killed in the streets? I mean, for yeah, maybe, not so much, maybe not so much yeah. here in America, because like we're very, like just our, our ideology is very pro-Israel, pro-Jewish. Pro Before, you know, World War II, not so much. Mm -hmm. um, and in other, you know, in Europe, not so much. It's very kind of anti-Semitic there, more so than here. And even then, they're like, 
they have targets on their back yeah. over there in, in the Middle East. Of course, even yeah, more yeah. so, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, maybe not here in America, right. you don't see that target, but in the, from the dawn of time, from a macro, like the whole world perspective, they've had a, maybe the big, arguably the biggest target on their back of any group of people. And I'm not saying that to like say that our to struggle downplay, is yeah. any, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. less, because we have a huge struggle. Like, it, so they broke us down in a way that I don't think anybody's been broken down, but yeah. I don't know. I just think there's something interesting. Yeah. I think colonialism has a lot to do with when, when, you, when African kinds of uh, culture began to be systematically mm-hmm. excluded, oppressed, marginalized, and, that, and I think that what Anthony was saying, that continual um, targeting, that continued kind of um, not even repression, but oppression uh, toward, toward African this uh, African diaspora diasporic, yeah uh, experiences I mean when I went to Cuba it was it was sad to to be met with as soon as I as soon as we were going through customs to be met with the kind of uh, suspicious eye that I would that I would expect to happen just in the United States and just and you're light skinned so it, well exactly but I was the only <laughs> I was the only person of color in our group he looked like a nigger. <laughs> Oh, he does. <laughs> <laughs> was the only person of color in our group, and yeah. being repeatedly questioned by wow. Cuban TSA, you know, people, yeah. and seeing the way that you know the poorest parts of Cuba are the parts where they're Afro-Cuban. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's sad to see the way colonialism, the history of colonialism from Spain, from Europe, from all of these different oh, sure, places, yeah. has has set the African, you know, diasporic people back a long way. Yeah. And continue. I just think, uh, before we move on, I I just think it's, the biggest thing I tell people when it comes to the riding and that I wanted to make known, because I know in in class this week, we kind of discussed it and a lot of white people were like, why do black people do this? Well, like I said, I don't agree, just like everybody else said, that, that riding is the answer, but I do always go back to people and I always say, have you seen Selma or do you know the story of Martin Luther King? And I think me and Christian talked about how watching Selma, we kind of got an insight to how Martin Luther King was strategic in his approach mm-hmm. on educating and making aware the way black people were being oppressed. And he did go about it the civil way and the way of being nice about it. And they still beat his ass. And they knew he, he knew they were going to be. And he his knew ass. they were going to do it. So my whole thing is when white, when people in my class were like, why do people, why do black people do it? I was like, well, first of all, like, like you said, Michelle, it comes from being systematically oppressed. And I had to give an example for myself. Is like growing up, and my grandmother said when she was trying to go to high school and colleges, and white people were spitting in their face and telling them you can't come here. And my mom saying she had to pee behind the back of the store as opposed to using the restroom. When you hear those stories. It, you kind of it, it builds a fire in you yeah. and an anger yeah. and a hatred but my mom like I told them my mom kind of still taught me that every white person is not like this right. but at the same time when you grew up and you're hearing that stuff I know for me and I said it in class I was like no offense to anybody white in here but at that time when my mom and my grandmother told me that stuff I was like I would kill a motherfucker yeah. a white person if I ever saw that happen so when you hear that history and that story and you've been hearing that stuff all your life and then it starts to happen again as a young person, it's the wrong way to do it, and it does take some mentorship to kind of guide us in the right way. But the first thought is, 
I'm not going to stand for it. But just like white people and everybody else, you have that few that's going to be like, well, let's benefit from this. Let's riot and do this. And like you said, it doesn't make sense. It's two perspectives to look at it. You can either say, I'm going to steal and come up during this looting situation. Mm -hmm. Or some people look at it and say, who owns those stores? White people. Mm -hmm. So let's tear down this shit. But if they were smart, they would understand you're not really hurting them. You're hurting your community because insurance, for one, is going to give them that money back and more. But I also like to say, and like I told white people, that they didn't know, which is ignorant on that part. But I challenged them to read. And I posted the post this week about Rosewood, and that's a true story. And a couple other things: when white, when black people ride, it's from systematic oppression and just being tired. Yeah. When black, when white folks ride it back in the day, they ride it out of hate. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And they ride it out of a god complex. Mm-hmm. You know, like Gary and talked jealousy. about and yeah. jealousy. Yeah. Like Gary talked about the Missouri, the the towns in Missouri. Like I read a story, I think it was Pembroke or something like that in Missouri, where they knew it was going to flood, like the levees in New Orleans, but they didn't even come tell the black town that that was going to happen. They just blew the shit up. Didn't even tell them and it flooded Pembroke which was a uh, a permanent black community yeah. in Missouri or yeah. talk about the one black Wall Street in Tulsa or exactly right when they got you know literally a riot but thousands of people died yeah. and they carpet bombed the city but yeah. you know yeah. and, and it's, it's those type of things and I even told people I was like when white people hate or riot back in those days because you don't see it so much in round because number one they can't do the shit we wouldn't stand for the 12% of black people in America would seem like 75 <laughs> if they did that but it's like when they did it even these days bro gangs do not mess with women and children yeah. they were killing women and children hanging women and children that's how much they hated when they riot and I, I like I like I said on the video, it doesn't mean they were right, and we're damn sure not right for doing it the way we're doing it. But when we talk about problems, the only thing I always try to tell people is what is the solution? Yeah, man, what yeah. is the solution? Right. Right. What can we do? Yeah. Right. Well, Chris, and I think what you said was, you call us to account. I mean, what? <laughs> a lot of black elite have to check our priorities. Mm-hmm. True. Straight we, up. I mean, we need to. I mean, because the reality is that if we did put our resources together, if we did be proactive and intentional about it we could re- start to rebuild these we communities really could. certainly there are too many in this country that are that are that are that need to be rebuilt that we can afford um, but that that I think that's a start but let's not also let's not sanitize King's history even though you know King and, and his group was nonviolent you you put you touched on the fact that yeah. they were strategic every black person was not With peacefully him. protesting no. during that time no. and yet that was still producing the kinds of pressure that you see being produced now for change, yeah. um, and then to that person that said you know why do black people riot i hate that crap because black people don't riot people riot yeah, yeah and, everybody and, uh, black riots. people like you said are rioting in the few cases that we have rioted recently it's been for a particular cause for justice mm-hmm. when you've seen people you know white kids rioting because their team lost or right, one right right or one rioting out of a place of privilege so i mean I, when people ask me stuff like that i'm I'm, I'm challenging even the questions that they're asking yeah. because they're, they're, they they create. They're creating a certain kind of way of thinking about stuff. That yeah. black people do something and white people don't act. That stuff drives me crazy. No, that's true. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break, but be sure to hit us up, 214-431-5062. Like we say all the time, if you miss us on FBRN, Fishbowl Radio Network, you can find us on iTunes. You can log in. You can subscribe, review, give us a rating, good or bad. We do not care. We have thick skin over here, but we do not raise the bad ones. It's it's He's, the <laughs> but you got to be sure to hit us up, man. We want to hear everything you got to say. We want to know what's going on on your mind. Give us your thoughts and feedback on uh, the Baltimore situation. But we'll be right back after. R.I.P. to my nigga George Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Niggas is moving on. 
I know Weezy personally. All right, uh, yeah, we're back. Why you got these shades on the hey, block? And with hey. a very white hey. voice on. We, 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 we about to, what, what happened about, over the break, my hey, man? <laughs> I had to go. I had to go gather myself for this next one. And this next segment <laughs> is called "Put Them on Notice." I ain't racist, but I'm about to put some white folks on notice, man. I'm telling you right now, all my white friends who listen, Adam, Hannah, I'm sorry. First, put them on notice. You white got two white friends, man. No, I got more. <laughs> you know, you know but put them on notice. You know, how white people be like, oh, I have black friends. I'm not racist. And they got one I'm black friend. Right they're old. They're old. My <laughs> I'm not. Put them on notice. So the first one I want to go with is white people need to learn people space, man. Like, yeah. I, what is it about? Like, you could. I heard on this one podcast. I think his name was Dave Seuss, and he was like, they was like, do you ever see white people have a family reunion? And they were like, no. And he was like, you know why? Because they have them in the grocery store. They have them in the aisle on the sidewalk. They just stop anywhere and congregate yeah. and just start talking like they're like it's okay to block the, the walkway. It's okay to block the aisle in the grocery store. And it's okay just to stand behind a car in the grocery lot and just talk while somebody's trying to back out. Why people don't give no people space? I don't like when I'm in the line getting ready to buy my food at a fast food restaurant or in line to go purchase something at Walmart and somebody's right on my ass. Like, they're so <laughs> close. Like, they can look at my debit card as I swipe it through. They're that close. I'm with you on that. I mean, nobody can deny that white people have no respect for people space. <laughs> when they, Even when they're talking to you at a party, they're so close, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's funny because we were at this uh, FCA banquet. My cousin Aaron playing football at TCU. One of the donors came up to him, this older white man. And he was talking about his muscles, and he put his hand on, on his, his chest, chest, bro. And he was like, I've had and that he kept it there, and he was—I mean, he basically caressing his peck, yeah, for about ten <laughs> seconds. And Aaron, I looked at Aaron, was just laughing, and Aaron was looking at me like, "Dog, what?" Uh, do this I is do? the most uncomfortable. You can say, "Hey, white man, get your hand on my tit." Well, I don't know. I mean, you grab him back. No, I don't want to do that. Look, put them in. Look, white people are like, different. Not, I, this dude would not have been made feel to feel awkward if Aaron would. That might have That's what I was going to say. White people are a little weird. <laughs> look, you can't look. You can't say look. First of all, I'll agree because sometimes the personal space thing and, and other other cultures too, like some of the uh, Middle Eastern and and, and uh, like Asian culture. Sometimes oh, yeah, they have a too. they have a. I mean, they're just more like. Up on each other, us as you know, Negroes as uh, we we I mean we like our space. Yeah, we like space. If we if we go to the movies and it's just you know we're homeboys. If there's a, if there's enough seats, we gonna have a seat in between, in between us. us. White dudes don't do that. If you're pissing in the bathroom, they'll come piss right next to you. That's and always it's, been and a it's the worst when they have no wall in between each urinal, or, or they'll try to talk to you while you're at the oh urinal. It's like God. please don't. Talk to me while I'm. You know, I have my hand on my penis. You know? yes, do not. I'm not comfortable. It's uncomfortable. But white dudes do that. Like it could be eight stars and you can be peeing at the last one, and they'll come right over there. Have you ever done that to somebody? No, I don't because it's disrespectful. <laughs> it is. I won't even park. If somebody's park, if somebody's parked in the parking lot out there, and they're parked in that last parking lot, white people will come park right next to them the opposite way. 
Why? It's 45 fucking parking spots. <laughs> Why do you come park right next to me? Give me space, white people. Oh, my God. Well, give, give them about the uh, the hair thing, because I actually have a story about it, too. Yeah, I, well, you I have, have a story about, about hair? I was just about to say it. I mean, you I, see I, how I they're doing it? It was a friend with hair. It was a friend with hair. <laughs> I was just asking. I mean, they may want to rub your hair, though. You, you know, know, never know. Well, that's happened, too. I know. That's what I'm saying. They just used to drive me crazy. In high school and even college, people would come up and not only touch my hair, but then go back, go back. Oh, and when you got that wave pattern, I'm do not. And it's like, no, you messing up me. What hair? It's like, like Kevin Hart when he's like, <laughs> it's very strategic when you're trying to build them waves. You got to, bro. You got to go with the grain. Yeah, go against the grain. When you go against the grain, it's like shipwreck. And as soon as I get mad, they talking about what hair? What? Yeah. I'm not messing up nothing. I'm like, All right. So <laughs> do it again. So what I've seen, and maybe Michelle can attest to this, but if say you come in and you have full hair as a black woman, and I've seen. What do you have in that? Do you have a weave? And yeah. they'll dig in there to try to, to fill try to tracks. See, to try to check. That's, That's what one of my friends posted have... the other day on Facebook right after you. She was like, I had somebody at the gym digging my hair and fill for tracks. I was like, That's. Uh, she he or she would have had an ass whooping. Yeah. <laughs> or, or when you're natural, you know, like yep. that. There's just curiosity. Around. How does your hair stand yeah. up like that? How do you do? How do you? I have to put it gel. grows out of my hair. And I'll be like wanting to. I'll be wanting to put dig my hands in her hair too. But you're black. Yeah. You have. I won't do it. But I want to like. I feel like white people don't understand. Like, like we don't even let our man touch our hair in certain situations. Y'all don't like let water just, touch your hair. mercy. So I don't. So how you think that you just gonna come off the streets? And just touch my and hair. And just touch my hair. They'll ask me, like, when I be like, yeah, like, I know uh, the guy I work with, uh, me as my manager, and he'll be like, uh, what did you do this weekend? I was like, oh, I just chill, got my hair down, whatever. He's like, oh, did they have to take all that down and whatever? And it's like, they have no concept yeah. of what happens. With, like, I can look at them, and I've never been white. Mm-hmm. And I can look at that hair and tell. <laughs> you, don't say, you know, I never hear white. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I can look at I can look at that hair and be like, okay, they probably put a little mousse on it, a little gel, did some. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing I always tell people. Like being black, you have street smarts and common sense. Black people, I mean, white people just have book smarts almost. They have no damn street smarts unless they grew up. On, I'm sorry, I know you want to take up, but it's not. I mean, I, know, I mean, they got there's some with street smarts. But very oh. few, and there and look, and there's a lot of black people that don't necessarily have street smarts. Right, they, I, I, I don't know. know. So book smarts. People just don't have to deal with the kind. They don't. Have yeah. to, uh, uh, take the kinds of questions we. Talk oh yeah, about. I mean, I get it though. Like they don't have that general principle. Like I'm. They not have gonna, no cooth. There you go. <laughs> they have no coup, man. Like, it was this guy. Somebody told me a story um, yesterday. It was like, oh, I went to go, you know, to the store, and these white kids are in there at North Park, and they were like, oh, man, we about to party out. We got a pl- uh, room at Zaza. You know, we got Coke. We got weed. We got this and that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, if, if black people was to do that, we like, you know. But it's yeah. like that's why yeah, I always we put try it to in our songs. Yeah, so but but I mean it's yeah. like I'm a weird thing. Can, <laughs> can I, can I bring it to another thing that's not on the list? But I feel like white people need to understand that statistics are skewed. Mm. Oh my god, they are skewed. Yes. So put them on So notice. these white college kids that are in your in their rooms doing coke, passing out, waking up, going to class the next. Their professors know the, the college community knows, but they're not going to go to jail for that stuff. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. But let us have a party where the music's up too loud, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know? Y'all been to my house for the party, and it's you just know? music, no coke you know? going on. And, and so, so if black people are more prone to get arrested, don't come at me with no numbers. Right. Not at all. About, right. No. And then right. not to be funny when people are putting out statistics, who are creating these statistics and putting them out? Exactly. White people, exactly. mostly white people. Exactly. So of course, I mean, not to be funny, I'm not gonna lie. If I was, if I was over the statistics on the NSA and I had to put out the 
numbers, I'd probably bump up white folks shit too <laughs> and say, yeah, they're the most this and this and that. If I was racist or a well, dick. If you're building a society that that's that you want, exactly, people. then you would want to you put that thing, up. You're going to do it without even noticing you're doing exactly. it. Exactly. Hmm. Because you just have that favoritism for you, the, the side of, um, you know, that you're working on. I Anthony, got I have some. I got oh, one go that I don't know how to label this, but, it, and I've noticed it even in I myself. <laughs> on the college campuses, this was at KU and it's now at TCU. Uh-huh. When you're driving and there's these little crosswalks, yeah. these kids will take their time walking across. Walking the across, street. put them on notice. Care if you're trying to get somewhere, it, it's like your car don't even exist. But then when you see people of color doing that. And I find it in myself. I try to make myself walk the same way they yeah. do, and I just don't have that sense of. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, yeah, it's, so I'm yeah. like, I see somebody waiting, and on they won't slow the down street, either. And I'll, I'll kind of jog a little bit just yeah. to be considerate of, you know. They like, don't know what that means, bro. Yeah. But you know, they did like, a statistic. They will, they will wait until you start driving yeah. to start walking. Yeah. and slow as ever. Yeah, and they did a statistic for that too. They were saying that um, they did. I think it was 800 in Seattle, Washington. They said. White people, when they cross the street, I think it was like 85% of the time people slow down. When black people were crossing the street, they either sped up or they never slowed down 85% of the time. Wow. So it was like, th- it's important. What yeah. question did you have for me? I want to Well, hear the first thing I do is I wear the horn out when I see a, 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 a mother, you know. I, I wear it out. More, I and, and most of the time, you're going to get a middle finger. Almost to the, every time, they give me a middle finger. Yeah. They give me, and I'm like, you ain't black enough. You ain't dark. Your skin ain't dark I enough. I say, get out the street. Have I say, get out the street. Have you ever been to the St. Patrick's Day, Greenville Avenue, no, crazy no. debauchery that happened? So I live on Greenville University. So every year, they come in droves mm-hmm. <laughs> and take over my community. And it frustrates me. Yeah. You know, all these little drunk white people taking over my community. So I was... It's, it's, it's yeah, more it's white a, people. It's much more, yeah. Man, the, you better stop being the a house The numbers are skewed. It's <laughs> 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 about 10 of us out there. No, I'm just joking. Hey, it's, it's more of us. But so what will happen is, you know, I'm trying to go on my merry little way. I understand you're doing your little drunken thing, but do you... Away from me. I don't want to have to deal with what you're doing. They don't want us so, out there. Exactly. Man, can you imagine if it was 15,000 black they would people call it a riot. drunk at 8 a.m. in the streets? Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Call me house nigga. I don't really want... I'm just joking. But I'm just joking. Know, I know, I know, yeah. like, people act like it's better when it's white, white people. White people, yeah, sure. Like, no, they're just they pissing just shit in your face. Yeah. Or, or I'm going to tell you, put them on notice. People are, you know, white people like to talk about black people like far as not being clean. When you think about shit that's left in the toilet in public places, <laughs> it's white people. It's white people. When you think about, I don't been not washing your nasty Oh, that's ass. I done been in the bathroom where I peed the same stall that nigga peeing in. And we both, I go wash my hand, he and walk right out. He walk right out. out. And they'll fix his mustache like do one of them moves. Oh. And then, and he'll, and then grab the handle and walk right out. All on your face. I even feel bad if I, if I, you know, dribble a little bit on the, on the rim. I, usually I wipe, wipe it, it off. off. They will not I'm do not, it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I walked in the bathroom. <laughs> you lived in Colorado. I'm not doing that. I did. I'm, 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 I'm just going to have to chalk that one up to the game, man. You have to get the toilet paper. Look, I didn't have a dribble on the toilet seat. I cleaned it off, you know. It's a charge that. What I was going to ask you, Anthony, because you have this beautiful hair, and sometimes I, it, brother. I don't even. I don't know what goes into that magic that I call your dreads. Like your dreads, I see a lot of dreads out there. But your dreads stick out. They're not too thick. They're not too thin. They're, they're just right like the porridge. Anyway. The porridge. Uh, you know, Goldilocks. Anyway. Speaking of Goldilocks, you have, uh, in your past, had a propensity for white women. So if a beautiful uh, Caucasian woman were to say, oh, my God. 
Anthony, you and your shoulders, I love them. And your dreads, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And they rub them through it very, you know. Don't touch my hair. No. Believe me, I ask white girls at school every day all week. You'll say no. You'll say, she'll say, oh my God, Anthony, this just turns me on. I want you so bad. I just want to grab your hair while you're, and you're going to say, no, don't touch my hair. Don't touch my hair, man. I don't know you like that. I don't know you like that. (laughs) I'm going to find out. Well, this is the first, this is the first, this is the first thing. But this is the first thing. (laughs) Because I don't believe if a beautiful uh, woman said, oh my God, Anthony. And he'd be like, oh, okay. (laughs) The first thing about, but see, that's more black women. Black women have an appreciation for the hair. White women, they're just inquisitive about it. White women more so like the skin tone Mm -hmm. or the shoulders. They really don't care much for the hair. Really? No, it's more of a black woman. No homo. If I was a woman, I'd be like, oh my god. Yeah, a lot of black women are because they have an appreciation for it. White women more have they more so have questions. What you just said will more so come from a black woman because it is appreciation. They understand the patience that goes into it. White people don't know whether I got a wig on or 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 if it's just. You look like Jesus. Well, I appreciate that. (laughs) Black Jesus, if I had to. Well, I think Jesus was really black, but hey, that's another story. You know, Middle Eastern. Uh, some yeah. Well, as long as he ain't white, because that's what everybody always try to. And I ain't never met no white person with with cotton hair. He put him on notice. Does not have blonde hair, blue eyes. And he ain't got no. And and they didn't have tanning beds back then. (laughs) He looked more like Osama than he did. uh, Well, you know what? I'm still okay with Wolf Blitzer. So I'm still okay with that. (laughs) As long as he ain't white, because everybody just say he white, and that ain't right. (laughs) And that ain't right. So go fly a kite (laughs) and keep it nice and tight. (laughs) We got. He is a poet. (laughs) 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 So Rob Paul the poet. He's stupid. like eight bars yeah but nah man we just try to put them on notice you know like i say white people if you're listening i'm sorry you know i'm sorry that i'm not sorry it's all in in love it's all in love and it's all in information you know giving you know making sure you are educated about the things you do because some people don't know that they don't they disrespect people's space you know they don't know like i said along with everything else that we talk about about white people i tell people all the time white not all white people are racist they're just ignorant meaning they don't know what they don't know oh absolutely so if you don't educate you know what i'm saying what they don't don't know what they don't know so it's like if you educate them and make them aware then you know they get it you know i tell um i have a friend i talk to all the time at school and i, I told her i was like a lot of times when we we're talking after class it's like i because i'm black i watch the white guys and white girls walk by and they're kind of looking like i wonder what this beautiful white girl is doing with this black guy you know right. and they just kind of look and one white guy he walked by this past thursday and he was look he looked at me and he couldn't look in disgust. I ain't ugly. So he can't look in no disgust. I'm just saying. I, I have a confidence in myself. But he looked at me. Then when he looked at her, he looked at her like, he shook his head like, I can't believe this shit. Like, what's going on right here? Then he looked at her ass because she do got a nice ass. And then he kept on walking, you know. And Caucasian I, woman? Yeah. And I, told him I, and I told him, I said, look. I said, I told her, I said, this guy right here, you know, and I told her, I was like, put your shades on, because I always like wearing my shades on campus, because you can see mm-hmm. when people are watching you, and yeah. they don't know, and I'll keep my head straight, but my eyes are everywhere else, but I always see white people, even like, if I'm in Uptown, or I'm just walking across the street, and I got my shades on, like, you see people from their car looking at you like, they're always in amazement, Yeah. you know what I'm saying, like, oh, yeah. when I see white people, I just see white people, unless they have, you know, or if, even if I see a white woman, unless she just got, like, a big ass or something that's just noticeable, I'm just looking at people like people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, white people look at it and it's just like they stare. They want to touch your hair. They don't know people's space. And like I said, I just think it's one of them things like Christian said. It's a culture thing. Yeah. But, you know, we don't want you that fucking close, white people. (laughs) I mean, 
I don't know who you are. <laughs> you can invade my space. But don't. I'm an uncle. Uh, uncle, what's his name? I thought you were about to say Uncle Tom. I'm saying, goddamn. You called me. I'm saying you called me the house. Yeah, I know. Say, I know you talking about Uncle Ruckus. Well, I'm not Uncle Ruckus. But I thought you were about to say Uncle Tom. I'm gonna say, do not put that on yourself, man. I'm about to say, do not. Are you kidding me? Am I? I'm not. We're just kind of. That's the what we're talking about when you start saying. What happens when your uncle's name is Thomas, though? Do you have Uncle Thomas? I'm just saying. I know there's black people named Thomas. Thomas. You call him Uncle T. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Don't you don't never Uncle Because <laughs> even t- if my name was Tommy, I'd be like, call me T, bro. Don't yeah. call me Uncle Tommy. Uncle Tommy. If I, I have a nephew. Name, the Metal World Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know Uncle Tom. I don't want that as a nickname, man. Not at all. Negative. No way. No comprende. No, sir. Not today. Never. Ever. In your life. <laughs> you know what's interesting, though? So the, the guy who owns my building actually offices right next to me. Like, his, like we share office space. Rich white. I mean, rich. I mean, like, yeah. everyone in his family drives Teslas. Yeah. Just rich. So, but he sent, his, he sent his child to public school in DISD. Oh. And so he said that the little boy came home from high school one day and was, like, touching his skin, looking in the mirror, like, touching his skin and touching his hair and, like, looking at... Give me that damn beer. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> what are y'all doing? But anyway, so the boy came home from school one day and he was, like, touching his face and touching his hair and um, just really trying, like, looking in the mirror really intensely. So yeah. the dad came up and he was like, son, like, what's, what's up? And the child was like, hey, dad, like, what, like, what's good about white people? Mm-hmm. The, the white boy said it. The white kid said That's it because his dad about. sent him to a DISD school. Yeah, with mostly black. With people. mostly black and Hispanic kids. So he's like looking at his skin. First mistake. He's looking at his hair. He's like, I got this pasty <laughs> skin. If I go outside, I'm gonna get sunburned. My hair don't do nothing. It just when it I just turn fifty, I'm gonna everywhere. look like melted candy. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> come on, bro. I got white friends that have told me my homegirl. I can't. I ain't gonna say her name, but she was like, I wish I had black skin because yeah. she was like, I know I'm not gonna age well. My black parents are not wage, aging well. Yeah. So, dude, that's you gotta fair. Embra- you gotta embrace yeah, when real. a white person says it. That's real, man. It is real, bro. But then you got Brad Pitt, who's fifty, and he looks like he did when he was twenty. Have you seen him in person, though? He, I mean, you know, yeah. I'm telling you right now, with me being a communications major, you can do anything with Adobe Premiere. You can do mm-hmm. anything with Photoshop and pictures. Yeah. He probably don't look what you see Jennifer on TV. Jennifer Aniston don't either. I'm telling you right now, yeah. with Adobe Premiere, oh, I can man. make us look about 10 years younger if I put that on there with sharpening, clarity, and everything else on that image, bro. That's real. But can you start That's editing real. my knee down? 30 I edited your picture. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to the people. <laughs> and you should lie to yourself. <laughs> I'm just playing. Man. I know you are. But you know. That's interesting, though, because yeah. you think about That's how. True. How, how most black kids grow up surrounded by these white kids. Yeah. Well, maybe not most, but a lot. Uh, we did basically, yeah. and you got to wonder what they, what kind of things we thinking about when we grow up looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he said it, yeah. weird, He said it made him think or, about that. Right. Like he said that he never thought about what it felt like to be a minority until his son was one. Yeah. And his son came home and his self esteem was just shot. shot really? Because he just felt oh, like wow. he was like, look at my skin. I can't go outside. My hair looks like crap. You know, I only but just think about like putting a all, just think about putting a white kid in an all black school or yeah. or Hispanic. I mean, if he's in track, he probably ain't gonna beat nobody running. If he shoot basketball, he, he probably gonna be on the bench. If he play football, if he ain't six eight and three hundred pounds, he ain't gonna be on the starting line for the most part. 
I mean, this for the is most not, part. For the most part, this I mean, is not saying there are some athletic white guys, mm -hmm. but I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, like, if you put him in that, it's just like if you put a black person in all white school, if he comes from the South Side, you know, he probably he's going to be athletic regardless for mm -hmm. the most part. But he's going to look around and say, well, I'm probably driving a Honda to school, and everybody else is driving a Beamer. So it's good to have that social experiment with itself of sorts because, yeah. like I tell if people, he's driving anything at all, it's right, yeah. exactly. You know what I'm saying? So just like it would be a culture shock for us, or not to be funny in some ways, we would probably feel like, man, am I even a enough to be here yeah. it could be that's the same true. thing mm -hmm. the other way you know and that's why i think it's important you know when what michelle was saying was to kind of put our not if we can't put our kids in that situation just educate them exactly. on like a lot of white kids they don't really know how blessed they are Oh, you yeah, know, true. to be driving those cars, like for them to drive at 19 or 20 to be driving a Range Rover, even if it's their parents, they don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't know how privileged they are. And that's why a lot of times I feel like it's the parents' fault that they haven't taught their kids, hey, this is a privilege. This is a blessing mm -hmm. for you to be able to do this. Because when they don't teach them that, then they're just raising their kid to be just like them. Mm -hmm. And it's just another thing going, a cipher going through society of people not being appreciative of their dicks. It's a video uh, um, that I posted on um on Facebook and it was this guy who has money but he was posing as a hobo on the street mm -hmm. and his sign was basically saying I've been um, I would feel better if I could be a blessing to somebody else and he was sitting on the street and as these people were going by I hate to say it but it was all white people and they were going by and he was holding up the sign they didn't even take the time to read the sign but his sign was basically saying let me bless you mm -hmm. so one guy he was like excuse me sir and he was like you know and he held the sign up he's like no I don't have any money he's like no 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 I want to give you money and he was giving the guy he was giving everybody a hundred dollars every like Eight out of ten of those people was like, are you shitting me? Like, I could buy you, dude. One guy I could buy you. Yeah, you saw yeah. that? And he was like, I got a C-class. I got a black car, dude. And he wow. that's when he got mad. He was like, you know what? We're going to have to end this because this dude is just too arrogant. I think it was another black, uh, white guy and a white woman who did stop. And they was like, oh, you know, I appreciate that. Or let me give you some money. But for the most part, most people were so self-absorbed. It was like, you, you trying to help me? How you going to help me? You living on the streets. And he was like, it's ridiculous that you can't even be nice to people these days. Yeah. 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 It, 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 was, it was pretty bad. But we're going to take a quick break again. You're listening to The Reality Is, uh, where Filter Becomes Extinct. And we'll be right back again. If you guys have any questions or you want to call in, hit us up at 214-431-5062. Again, as I always say, you'll hear the godly voice of Gary Green, and he'll take... Christian, shut up, man. Mark, you told me to shut up one more time. We gonna tell, we gonna ride up in this one. <laughs> I'm gonna tell all this shit. I'm gonna get it. This ain't my shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Just don't break If you tell me to shut up one more time, I'm gonna urinate all over this room. That ain't gonna got shit to do. With me. <laughs> I'm gonna piss all over that. Don't got, I'm gonna, that don't got nothing to do with it. It don't matter. I'm just gonna act out. Get your New York on. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this shit. Get your New York on, then. I'm tired of this shit. All right, guys, we're back. And the next topic we want to talk about is how to date. And we're going to start off from the men's perspective. And um, I, did, I did a little research, and online, these were some of the top things that they suggested that we should do for. Women, it said, be able to plan a date. Women love when you can actually come up with an agenda mm. for what they need to come do. Come on now, you an better. They want you to plan. Plan. Damn thing. Put some effort into Put it. Put some freaking effort into oh, just, it. Just, just a little bit. You don't have to always ask, what do you want to do? Just do it. 
Nike was on to something back in You're the day. right. I can, mean, can we also say that Let's Chill is not a damn date? Let's Chill. Oh, they want some They talk about yeah, Let's Chill is not a damn date. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So the second yeah. one was pay for it, brother. Pay yeah. for it, and if you don't, and if you don't have it, don't go. Don't go. Or do oh, or, this is what I tell my homeboys all the time. Take her to the park and then go get ice cream afterwards. Oh my God! It's all yes. Or brew your own coffee and then take two to-go cups of coffee and then y'all can have coffee in the park. And you can get donuts. Get four donuts. The the Arts Museum is free. The the Dallas Arts Museum is free. There's too many places you you can go up to Trinity Groves. Walk. There's too many places you can go for free. Yeah, yeah. And like we always say, be confident. No one likes someone who acts like they don't even belong there. Yes, Lord. I was talking to somebody the other day about eye contact and. Uh, being on a date or being at dinner with somebody and, and either not being able to make eye contact or, you know, being awkward and making too much eye contact. Looking at them the whole time. I'm looking into your eyes wide open. I was asking one of my, my female clients about that and she was like, that would be kind of weird. But, yeah, she was like, but I definitely notice when a guy can't make eye contact yeah. because it makes me wonder if he's, like, if there's something about he's not even confident of himself. Yeah. Give her appropriate comments. Don't use so many so vulgarities. Don't don't compliment her on the titties and her ass on the first day. Wait about the fourth or fifth day. <laughs> so you can't. So you. So uh, you know, yeah, give, her, give her. Yeah, give her a compliment wait, on her wait. hair. So so when I first met Christian, one of the first oh, things he said, he was half drunk though. Oh man, that's probably one a bad coming. One of the first things he said was, "You have some really nice boobs." <laughs> I was like, "I don't say boobs. I probably said breasts." Yeah, he probably said breasts. Did I say that? Yeah. God, sure you just you put know. me on blast. Yeah. <laughs> put him on notice. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Anybody knows me. That's probably put on notice too. Right? <laughs> and that was what I was about to say. So you telling me you can't you can't say it in a very uh, respectful way? Like, oh man, that is your butt is very round. You have no. a cali- <laughs> you, you have a cal- you have a calipesian. Look that word. Up. No, but calipesian. I mean, if she got a nice ass, you just got to be like, man. I mean, I don't think you could do is compliment what she's like, wearing the exactly. jeans or something exactly. like that. Be like, yes. man, you know, you look really nice today. Not to be funny, girls done took about twenty five selfies, one hundred and fifty yeah, side shots. No, 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 she already knows she got ass and some titties. But but look, if the if if the girls are out, you know, sometimes you just got to admire them and say, I mean, they look incredible right now. I think you got to time the girl. You got to figure out what type of girl it is before you say that. No, just wait. Some just, girls, just I wait. mean, not to be just, well. Some girls, you don't have to wait. You yeah, just tell them what it is, and you can get that ass that fair. night <laughs> tonight. <laughs> so you just got to know the type of girl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the next one was be chivalrous. Show be is chivalry dead? Do, I mean, can we not open the doors anymore? The car doors. Let me let me ask you. I'm with so, you though. No. Okay. If a because I know we're gonna get to what the women can do, mm-hmm. and in light of Michelle, what she posted on Facebook the other day about basically women initiating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you do as a man if a woman opened your door? And I'm not just talking about convenience to where you know you the walk car in door, or the door, the restaurant. I'm talking about like all the doors, the same kind of doors we open. In terms of being shivery, would you feel a masculine? Well, first of all, yes. first of all, if a woman, when I think about a woman opening the door, I think about Cheryl Underwood. I mean, I'm sorry. Cheryl Underwood. I know what you're talking about. I'm the one who called. She said she looked like Wesley Snipes. She called herself. Masculinity. She's more of a masculine. I mean, I see her doing it. 
<laughs> Cheryl Underwood seems like the type that'll open the door. That'll open the door. I'm, I'm just sorry. I don't want a woman to open the door for me. I don't. Bro, bro, I don't want a woman paying for me. No, but I'm saying, like, so yeah, it's hard as, for me to do that, too. I know as much as, as big as I am on gender equality and that yeah. kind of stuff, but it would still, even for me, it would feel weird. Yeah, it would feel weird. But yeah. but that's also coming out of the awareness that chivalry comes out of a place, uh, patriarchy, too. Yeah. 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 You, you do this stuff because you assume she can't do it for uh, herself. So I open doors for Monica now, and I'm like, remember, I'm doing this not because you can't do it, but just because. <laughs> yeah. you know I just want to make sure you feel like I respect you right. and you make yeah. you feel right. like whatever. Yeah, chivalry's not dead I just think it, it's it's one of those things to where not to be funny like we always say it's the education of how to treat women and people is not right. it's not being right. passed it's down and issue. think about it if, if it's not a mother and a father in the home exactly. the father's probably not teaching him that right you know and the mother's probably just teaching him more so be respectful but she's probably not going through the checklist of really what a man should do because she's not a man my mom used to I mean my mom and sister they would go up to a door and just look at it I had a girl to do that I went and picked this girl up and I was actually gonna open the door for her, bro, but I was like, I guess I was dragging ass to get over there, and she was like, uh, this door ain't gonna open itself, and I was oh, like, wow. yeah, this date is about to that, end yeah, itself. That yeah, oh, I said that. This though. date is gonna end itself. I'm coming to get the door. You don't have to call for me. Nigga name ain't Benson. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get that door. Give me some time to get that door. You know what I'm saying? So the next one is, have engaging conversation. Oh, man. Yeah. Guys do not know how to, carry to talk and carry on a conversation. Yeah. I, I will say, as much as I may say you got nice titties, I I have great. Yeah, you know how to talk, true. man. This is true. Uh, as, this along is true. with you two, and it's right. not even I about. Think, I think it's because y'all y'all have substance also, so you got something yeah. to talk about. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like for me, if a if a woman can't carry a conversation, I'm gonna get turned off. Oh, yeah. I already have yeah. so can't I, do it. Yeah. So if you know, I need that stimulation, and I you know, I need to be able to give it too. Yeah, you got to be able to have conversation. I mean, that's one of the biggest things that you can get. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see what Christian just did in the studio. Plus, you can't mind. <laughs> never mind. No, I want to hear it. Say it, please. You can't mind F if you can't have a conversation. Oh, you can't. And that's some of the best foreplay yes. slash intimacy slash Period. whatever else you want to It's the call. best, man. And when you can give it and somebody can give, you it, can back give it back to you, to you yeah. intellectually, boy, yeah. listen. That's right. You got to be able to, man. And it's one of them things, man, like having conversation, bro, it, it's 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 everything mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like it really is everything like you got to be able to, a lot of dudes I hear a lot of girls and they be like oh the guy was just boring because all he did was ask me about me and then after he asked me about me he kind of told it you know a little bit about himself and I think a lot of times guys are just scared to say stuff yeah you know what I'm saying I, I think it's all about how you gauge it it's, this is the thing I'm gonna tell you like this bro I, it, I always have to fill out the girl if I was going on a date with Michelle it would be simply one of those things where I would get to know her she would get to know me and I'm sure some kind of way I would figure out that she likes the politics and yeah. she's aware of those politics right. she has a son so I would probably ask about that and then after that not to be funny no disrespect I don't give a fuck about none of that shit after that <laughs> it's time to have fun let's drink what you drinking yeah. How many drinks yeah. does it take? You, yeah. you just got sometimes you, you gotta just gotta be, be able to have fun. You gotta be yeah. able to have fun because a woman knows if you're trying to get in their pants and if you're just trying to have a good damn time. Well, I mean yeah. let's just be honest, if you're going out on a date, you might not be you might be like prolonged trying yeah. to get in there, but, but you, you're trying to get you're in trying there. to get but this is what you don't understand about a woman <laughs> too. But yeah, you are trying to get in there, but you know what about a woman too, because women already know well, the thing about it is if a woman is on a date with you, especially if it's the second date, then she has an interest in you as well. So you really don't even have to try to push that envelope that far. If I go out with her and then I call her again to go out on a second date, then it pretty she's just as interested in me. Because women ain't trying to waste their damn time. Yeah. They're not. 
So if you get a second date, it's coming, brother. Yeah. <laughs> if you get a second phone call, like it's if you coming. call, because I'm bad for, oh, I'm going to ignore that call, ignore it, uh-huh. ignore it. You know what I'm saying? I'm really bad for it. So if we if we actually communicate after that first date, then yeah, there's mutual interest. If not, and sorry, girls, bro. if you don't want it, well, we're about to get to the girls in a minute. Hold on. The next one is, if you really had a good time. Guys, call her again. Mm-hmm. Don't wait three or four days and play that game. See, those call rules, her. Those rules, boy, they, that's yeah. funny, boy. Them date yeah. game rules. But I'm going to wait a little bit. I don't want to seem yeah. too eager. I got a number last Somebody time. else going to call. Yeah, that's Tuesday. real. But that's the thing, Anthony. It's just like I feel like guys don't understand that you're not the only one calling my not phone. Not at all. So oh. if you let the break pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, if you let, if you let the gap <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All right. <laughs> and, uh, hey. Michelle got dudes beating down that yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But sometimes, though, you only have call. to admit, you have to admit, there's a happy medium. Because if you just met a girl and you're calling her that night or the next morning and you blowing her phone up, it's going to be like, man, this is a thirsty brother right now. No, not really. Yeah. What are you saying, though? Because I'm going to tell you like this. If I went on a date hey, with her. What are you doing? What are you doing? No, you, doing? you don't what have, you have to do what that, you though. But if I went on a date with her, bro, if I call, I would probably, if, it, if I had a good time that night, I'm going to call. Mm-hmm. And I may call for nothing else to say, hey, I had a great time tonight. Um, yeah. I also just want to make sure you know, you know, I just want to make. She's agreeing. Yeah, she's agreeing. If I had about 20, you know, about 10 more years, I'm Christian. I'm brother oh man (laughs) you know what I'm saying but she understands man but it's like if nothing else I would just be like hey I had a great time tonight and you know I just wanted to make sure you made it to the house and I did enjoy myself and maybe if you want to maybe we can go out later this week or next week it's okay it's okay that type but you don't want to be like hey well you know and you want to get on there and have like an hour long conversation we just left yeah Yeah, man but even if I called her that night I may send a text message. I won't call the next morning, but probably around noon, I may be like, hey, how's your day going, so on and so forth, to let her know I thought about you, so I'm on and so you. forth. I'm with you. And then you go from there. But then, I'm going to tell you now, after about two or three times of reaching out, I am going to start expecting some reciprocity. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey, because I'm not going to chase you. Right. I'm not right. chasing. And you yeah. can tell real quick if somebody's up to won't playing you? games. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. And I'm not doing and We're just communicating with you. There's another beautiful woman right out there behind you, so I'm That's not going to be running in behind you. That's real. You know, so we're going to get to the women now. Women, when you go out there, do you got a list, Michelle? I want them. To, I, I want you to. List. I want you to I read it. Read it, your, you read it in your voice. Yeah. Tell us about the women. Yeah, read it in your voice. Sisters. <laughs> turn my turn my sisters, mic. Turn my headphones up. Is my mic on? Listen, sisters. Turn my headphones up. Sisters. Don't be so uptight. Please. Yeah, Don't be so uptight. Well, Thong, get the panties yeah. out your ass. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> if, if a guy is going out of his way, he didn't invite you to a nice place, and he's paying. Why you got to give him the attitude? Mm. Don't give him the attitude. Let him see the sweet side of you. I actually had a, a conversation with my girlfriend, and I know she's listening, too, because she Listen up, girl. she's going to tune in. But she was saying that a guy gets what he gives. So, you know, she if if he gives, if he's not putting in a lot, then she's going to give him an attitude. Yeah. If he, my thing is, no. Be your sweet self. Be who you are. And let if he's going to be that, just don't fool with him anymore. Exactly. But you ain't got to give him an attitude. There's no, uh, nothing good at that. Okay, mm. so two. Hashtag preach. Yeah. <laughs> be nice and engaging. 
don't have an attitude already from preconceived notions you may have about men in your past. That's the thing with women. You got to give it up. If you ain't ready, get your ass off the market. Exactly. Stay at home. That's true. Don't come out and I'm being nice to you and you all frowned up, Mm -hmm. looking mean, looking, you know, still bitter from your past. And like you said before, if I'm talking to you and maybe I'm telling you a story about myself and something in that story makes an alarm go off in your head about somebody in the past, I'm not that dude. Yeah. I just hate That's true. bad attitudes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> oh, anyway, go ahead. It seems yeah. like that, that happens a lot here. It now. happens There's a lot. A lot of man. bad attitude women out here. It's a and, lot. And, and it's almost like that. celebrated. Like, it's it almost is. like celebrated. Like, girl, I had to. No, that's yeah. not cute. That's not cute. I curved, I curved cute the hell out of him. Yeah. yeah. Not, there's nothing cute about that, ladies. It's immature mm-hmm. and it's stupid. Stop doing that it. That's why your ass is single. Let's get to that next one real um, quick. More? Turn <laughs> your phone off. Don't have your girlfriend <laughs> calling after an hour to see if the date is yeah. going okay. And if it's good, you stay. And if it's bad, you're gone. Yeah. Make that decision on your own. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. That goes for the guys, too. Turn off yeah. your phone, man. Pay attention to the woman, woman, pay attention to the man. My mom, me and my mom were just talking about this yeah. last night when we were at dinner. She was just looking around. She was like, does every guy, does every date, they just own their phone? On their phone. Yeah, that's, now unless you have a kid, I'm not turning my phone yeah, on Yeah, that's, that's understandable. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. But it's a difference between that and and, <laughs> and all the time. not being able to engage yeah. because yeah, I'm checking my checking Instagram. Your email. Exactly. Yeah. Pictures of my plate and stuff in the middle of the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. This next one is important. If he's a leader, let him lead. Let that man lead. Go ahead. I feel like a Baptist preacher. Appropriate and beneficial for both parties. Correct. What I and I came up with that part, and I said that because a lot of women, they don't really know how to just let a man do him. You know, because again, maybe the past history of what situation. Maybe they've been led astray. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been bamboozled. Yeah. Hoodwinked. But every man, some men like myself, some a Christian seems to be that way. Gary's married, so he's definitely a leader. But it's like you got to be able to allow a man to lead. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is it can be conversation. It could be if he wants to pay. You know, just let him lead. Let him be who he is. And I'm not saying, you know, this is not about the gender part of it. Right. But some men are genuine leaders. Yeah. And, a, you know, and I think it's very few leaders in this world at this point in time, especially with black men. So if you do find that man who's okay with ordering this or sparking a conversation, let him be able to be him. Mm-hmm. Don't tear him down. And, and it's unfortunate that we do have a lot of strong women out there that don't really know how to fall back because they're used to taking care of themselves. But sometimes you got to let a brother do him. Yeah. You got to let him do him. But I think also on the converse side, if he's being lackadaisical, he's leading in his own right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's just not what you're exactly. what you want or what you're looking for. Let him lead in that direction too. If he's not that into you or he's just being lackadaisical about it, accept it for what it is. Don't press that man. Yeah. That's that's you know? a good point. Because I think a lot of times we try to we try to turn somebody into what, what we, we like want them to be. Rather yeah. than facing the reality that I might just have to try again after this person because yes, yeah. it may not be the person. Exactly. Sure. And that's okay. Don't try to pay, at least not on the first date. Please don't try to pay. That's, that's a bad example. What if, and I'm not saying I'm oh, no, you fine. but what if, in, again, going back to that, that article that, that Michelle posted, what, if the, what, if, what do you do when a woman invites you out? Oh, and now, that's a part of dating, too, how to date. Yeah. People, now, this is what you need to know. This is the one with three asterisks by it. Whoever asks who to go out, you're supposed to, you're supposed to pay. Yeah. So not to be funny, if Michelle asked Christian out, then he wasn't planning on going out, and let, you know he may have ten dollars. Anybody that knows me knows that 
I'm still going to pay. Yeah, right. But, but what if you don't have it at that time? And somebody that's well, need, but but that's what I'm saying. I hear you. Yeah, because some people but don't. Some people feel. Yeah, some people may not have it. You know, I don't know what it is, bro. I just I'm the same way. Even bro. even even if it's like a a male friend, I just have a hard and this maybe it's something I need to work. So on. I tell, I'll tell I you what it is. I have a hard time letting anybody do anything for me. Right. Well, and well, as men, we've been we've been we've been brought up to think that yeah. way, which which is fine. But when it gets to the point where I can't let somebody pay That's or I can't let somebody do yeah. something for me, which I struggle with that. No, I've been I'm, there. I'm very prideful, and I admit mm-hmm. that. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it might be a, it, it not necessarily, you know, because I asked somebody out or they asked me out. But yeah. sometimes I got to consciously be like, look, just let somebody be a blessing to me. Yeah. And it's not a threat to my man. No, my I, I've struggled with that, too. Like, I've even done it so far to the point where, bro, like, I've went out on a date before, bro, where the girl asked me out. And I'm like, I really want to go out with this girl, but I know I don't have any money. And I pay, and, of course, my account goes into the negative. Don't let them NSF fees get on top of you. <laughs> when they when you get that $30, one thing about the banks, they're going to be like, oh, oh, he went over by $0.34. They're going to hit your ass with that gym $35. fee. They're going to hit you with another fee. They're going to rerun everything that you ran that week. And you're going to come out with about $125. That's true. So you got to, you gotta like like Gary said, you got to check your ego at the door. Yeah. And I know, you know, you're doing good, but it's just that one if thing where, you know. Oh, I hear you. And yeah. I've been, I mean, I've been to the point where I had to be like, ooh, I need yeah. to squeeze this. Yeah. Five dollars, so I'll be like, uh, why don't you go to the crib? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that goes back to creativity again. Yeah. There's too many, especially in Dallas. If you live in Dallas, there's too many free things to do. Email yeah. me if you need a list, fellas. <laughs> there you go. Email, <laughs> email me yep. <laughs> or email uh, Anthony. Yeah, info at the reality is. Info at the reality is. Dot com. And, and the only and reason, I will give you a list. Exactly. And the only reason I said don't try to pay on the first day for women, uh, just to go back to it, is because I feel like sometimes, depending on, I always say. Like depending on that type of dude, some dudes are looking for women to take care of them. Mm-hmm. So if you set that standard, you may be setting a bad standard. So I'll just always say, just kind of be mindful. I w- you know, I would say though, it maybe offer, but just like make exactly. it a rhetorical offer. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, like even if I go to dinner with somebody that's older that I know is going to take care of the bill, like a mentor. Yeah. I'll at least reach for my wife yeah. yeah. and, and have them say, "No, me. it's okay. Right. I got it." Yeah. But if you do have a dude that you reach for your wife and he lets you pay, yeah. maybe that's a red flag. Yeah. Maybe exactly. it's like, and, so and, and done that yeah. too. And, yeah. and if you and if you do do the purse reach, ladies, and he lets you say, "Okay, we're gonna split this. I had the the chicken and yeah. the drink, and you can pay for the rest of yours." Yeah, that's what I would do at least. I, I don't even. I don't even. I'm like Christian on that. It's like I just I ain't splitting no bill. If I got the money to pay, I'm gonna I pay agree. for it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 even because me and Christian go out. Like we went out when we went to see the social. When we be going to grab drinks, and me and him are going, we'll grab a drink, and it's like both of us pulling out our wallet at the same time. Right. Mm-hmm. And like I think the time we ordered those pizzas, and I was like, "Well, I'll get the pizza," and he's like, "I'll get the drinks," and it's like yeah. bet. But mm-hmm. it's it's I mean. Me as a guy, it's good to have that too. And I was like, damn, I was seeing, you know, you watch a movie and you see the guy with like, I got the first round. Right. And honestly, I was like, until I met Christian, I was like, I ain't never hung out with no niggas. It's like, I got the first round. <laughs> it's always like, everybody got their own. You yeah. paying for most yeah. stuff. Look, like I got that because, like I said, I hang out, you know, I hung around a lot of a white dudes, right? Yeah. And it's, it's a different. It is a difference. As much it's like as you, actual culture. It is. And that's one thing bro. that a white person could say. Uh, put them on, on notice. Like, <laughs> if somebody buys a round, nigga, you get the next one. Because yeah. exactly. I can't stand hanging out with a group of yeah. people. And you done bought a round, and they looking at you. Like, time you go out, they ain't bought one, one round. One round. And you done gone to the bar, they right up yeah. there next to you. I'm like, uh, and that is what I, and I'll have a uh, old fashioned thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what I will give to white people. That's too. It's more than that. But you know, this is one thing that I I agree with Christian on. When I hang out with my white friends, they off the top, they getting a picture, they getting you know all shots. For the first round, 
they are willing to pay and do yeah. things for you. That's white men. That's white women. Yeah. That I mean, I cannot take that away from them because it's a lot of things they do right. It's a lot of things they do wrong. They'll they get aggressive. They'll be like, "No, I got it. Yeah. I got it. I got it, brother. Bro, I got it." Yeah. I'm like, "Go ahead." I mean, man. I'll get the gas well, and I'll make sure I get the next. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's. I mean, you know, I will get off into another. I was about to go into white women, but we'll go to we'll go to the next. We got you, Michelle. Set the standard that you are a woman to be respected. Oh yes, yeah. that's, that's please. That's you don't so you true. don't have to come out with your ass out to get no respect. Now, wear something that's kind of sexy, but give us that other stuff a little bit later. Yes, and don't talk about all the provocative stuff right up front. Yeah, yeah, and look, if you're gonna look, use your social media to like ex- <laughs> accent like not just your physical attributes. Right. Like I. Get Get it some girls they feel empowered by it but it's like if i mean if you're just posting half naked pictures all i mean it's the same thing like let us get to your mind first right not just to i mean the vagina because that's what the dude's I mean, gonna be thinking about that's the first thing he's presented with yeah that's the thing that he's gonna be he's gonna stick about. on because yeah. we already have that mentality when we go into the date but if you ex- it, uh, I, I was about to say something i can't remember the word it slipped me that fast but you can't give us all of that stuff up front mm-hmm. if you set the expectation that sex is what you're about well, it, it ain't going no further yeah, than that. That's real. So you have to set the expectation. It's okay to be a woman that respects herself. It's okay. And I'm going to tell you this. I, I say this all the time. I probably said it on the show before. If you show self-respect for yourself, mm. if you want to know how much a man respects you, don't give him no vagina for as long as you possibly can. Don't give him none. I mean, it, what is it? Think about it. If you don't give him some, what are you going to do? Leave? Yeah. You yeah, ain't need no, the nigga anyway. Exactly. Oh, well. He's yeah. beating his meat anyway. Or he so. getting it from somebody else. <laughs> so hold out as long as you can. And I understand women got needs too. And if you want to do That's it, then you yeah. do you. As long as you know where you at mentally about going into this situation, whether it's mm-hmm. going to be sex. If you want to have sex, shit, it's okay. Fuck him. Do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't want to have sex, but let that be your right. Exactly, bro. Exactly. Because there's some yeah. girls who just want to do something. I mean, I'm, I'm going to give you a situation. But I had a girl one time I was dating her. I don't know how to really lie. I just told her straight up. I was like, hey, you're beautiful, whatever, whatever. She was very sexual, and, I, and she wanted to mess around. And I was like, even though she wanted to mess around that night and I was gang too, I was like, I just want some head. Mm-hmm. And she was like, gotcha. Well. Got him. <laughs> and I didn't have to ask for nothing else. And that lasted literally, bro. I was able to go off that for about four months where she just did that, and I never did anything. But, of course, she wanted more after that. And I was like, you know what? I get it, but I don't even want to. And she was like, all right. And we're still friends to this oh, day. And I've never slept with her. I'm a dick? <laughs> you tried. That bro, the best thing you can do is be lazy and always get a blowjob. Well, look, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm a giver by nature. So I'm a giver, know. too, but she preferred to get. What do you do if you're a giver and somebody wants to outgive you? <laughs> well, you can give, give back to a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, you can do it no at the same time. You know, Some, this, this, is the thing about this, but this is the thing about this chick. She preferred to give. Over get or getting it, so well, God, it, bless it, it, God bless her. God bless her. That's not like a blessing. You got to take that blessing. Yeah. Who am I? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Who am I to say? Oh no, let me. No, let me do this. No, I want to do. No, let me. Good, just do <laughs> what you do. Because <laughs> not to be funny, in this lifetime, you ain't supposed to find a lot of women that's like, I want to do you with nothing in return. Oh, what? Yeah. Well, those they'll flip the script on you. Yes, uh, they will. Yeah. Yep. So I took it, and we still cool to this day. Yeah. You know, well, we had another one, didn't we? Yeah, there was one. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't be afraid to ask questions and say things that are on your mind, embarrassing or otherwise. Men like a sense of humor. Yes. Oh, they love a sense of humor. I do. And a woman, a sense of humor is 
sexy. Yeah. yeah. It's Very the best sexy. thing other than intellectual, it is. you know, like stimulation. Like, oh, my have, God. To be witty, you have to be intellectual. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to be smart. To crack a joke, you got to be kind of smart. Yeah. You got to be a little smart. And be able to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Laugh at yourself. Make a fool of yourself. Yeah. It's okay. And you I can't know. force any of these things either, ladies. No. Like, even the respect thing. Like, you have to know your own inherent self-worth right. in order to be able to exude it. You can't. I've seen a lot of sisters like try to demand like, oh, you gonna respect. Right. Then it just comes off as just kind of like the woman with the door. When she, she right. was like, oh, you oh, gonna respect. Oh, this door ain't gonna open itself. Like, that's not cute. Yeah, I went out with her one time too. That was the first and last date. What would you do yeah. if a girl opened it up for you and then slapped you on the backside as mm. you walked by? I'm gonna try that. Said it. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna see what happens. Yeah, no. as, I don't, my mind went black. I really don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see my eyes, but I was just like, I don't really know. Would you, would you feel emasculated then? I don't know, bro. I don't know how I would feel about this. Because Monica, I like you would like it. Well, not okay. <laughs> yeah. Monica smacked me on the butt, yeah. and it's cool. But yeah, it depends on yeah. like a first or second date. I'd, I'd be like, what the? Okay, I think she planning on. Me like, <laughs> and it's a different type of slap on the ass. You have a slap on the ass where you just gray. You can just have that slap on the ass where you slap it like right forward and it don't move, yeah. or you can have the one where you slap it under the cuff and it pop up and drop down. What? That's gonna make me feel kind of weird. I don't want my booty shaking. I don't want my booty shaking. Right. I don't want my booty. Yeah. 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 I don't want my booty shaking. If she just give me a pat, if she just give, if she just give me one of them football pants, where no, 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 cuff of my ass and shake. It's I don't like, want that. Because she handled me. Oh, and that's what she do. She go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that kind, bro. Okay, I don't want y'all want to add one to this. Program. Okay, you yeah, add one. I think, I think that reciprocity is important. Oh right? my God, it's so important. I think that reciprocity is important. And so, if you have a guy who's reaching out to you and Christian over here dying, <laughs> I can just see it. <laughs> but if yeah. you have a guy that's showing interest and reaching out to you and he's taking you out on a few dates. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could cook a meal for the brother or something. do something. My ex-girlfriend got me like that. I, I remember we were talking, man, and we had been talking two weeks, and we met around Thanksgiving. And I think right before Christmas, it was just like a $50 gift, $50 gift card. Mm-hmm. But we had went out a couple times, and I had took her out. And, like, for Christmas, I wasn't thinking to buy her anything because we were just going on dates. We weren't mm-hmm. doing yeah. anything. And I met her. I met up with her to go out to eat, and she got me, like, a $50 gift card from Express. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised, and I was like, Wow, you know, like you didn't even have to do that. Like after three weeks of dating, but it's like I appreciated her. Yeah. And I've only had three girl, three maybe four girls of friends in my thirty-two years of living. Mm-hmm. And like she was one that I was glad to say, hey, will you be my girlfriend? Because the reciprocity at the beginning was great. You know, it didn't turn out right, but she did. You know, reciprocity to men is a big thing because mm-hmm. one thing that women I don't think understand, and a lot of men probably don't say it, but we like to be appreciated. Yeah. We're yeah. always appreciating a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But even if you don't do anything, like say for instance, if Gary went out with Monica. And He's out and he just sees a pair of shoes and he's like, man, those shoes are nice. Maybe she doesn't get them for him that day. But if he comes back home next week after working out and going to school and whatever, and he wants those shoes, but money's tight and she gets them for him, it's like, mm-hmm. man, she paid that's attention to me. Yeah, that's you know what I'm saying? Exactly it's going to mean right. so much. And, and and this is one thing that that girl that she didn't get. You don't have to go buy, spend a lot of money on a man. No. If you get what he wants, like I, I remember one time, like I just, I think I wanted some shoes. Like I just said with Gary, she went and bought me an iPad, and I was like, I got a computer. It's the yeah. same goddamn thing. <laughs> Why did you go spend a thousand dollars on an iPad mm-hmm. when you could have just bought me a hundred and fifty dollar pair of shoes? Sometimes you don't have to do that, and that's the same for me. And a lot of women yeah. don't need all this stuff, but we think a price tag mm-hmm. is going to mean something when yeah. all you need to do is give her what 
or what he or she wants. But yeah. That's where I think the, the you know the whole gender conversation comes in handy because as people, man, we want to be heard. You want to mm-hmm. be appreciated. Both men and women yeah. want to be appreciated. Want to be heard. <coughs> uh, you know, to, for like you said, I'm I'm noticing this pair of shoes, and without even me having to ask, you know, this person taking the initiative because they heard me or they're listening. And yeah. like what Michelle was talking about earlier, being thoughtful and showing that you put thought into a mm-hmm. date. Men and women like that. Man, Monica's done some stuff that's been like, I've been impressed. And it's hard to impress me because I'm always the one, like you, I'm a giver. Yeah. I'm always the one trying to impress. Yep. If you <laughs> well, that, yeah. So anyway, if you, <laughs> you can impress me, I'm like, oh, damn, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. I see you. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me if I want something or if you ask me, can I do this for you, I'm going to be like, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. But if you just do it, I'm gonna be impressed. Yeah, uh, me and y'all know Chuck. Me and my boy Chuck, man, we talk. We talked about this extensively, um, just about gender dynamics. And one of the things, like, I think you you kind of touched on it, Anthony. Like, mm-hmm. all we really want is a personal cheerleader. Like, I, really I mean, it, they have cheerleaders for football for a reason. Like, you just want to feel like somebody's there for you. To, I mean, even if it's like a small thing, right? right? It's like you just want somebody to say. Oh, that's just awesome. I, I mean, that's incredible that you did that. Or if you do something for a woman, like, you don't necessarily do it to get that. But if you could just show, like, that you're genuinely yeah. appreciative and, and, like, you know, just be a positive voice in his ear as much as you can. I, I mean, it could go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know, I mean, yeah, that that's all I'll say about that. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break again. You're listening to The Reality Is. The phone lines are quiet over here. People hit us up at 214 214- Four three one five zero six two. That is two one four four three one five zero six two. Wallet, 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 wallet. That's sleeping in the streets. Shaky warrior. Yeah. Just that Oliver Forty Nico shit, man. Fifteen Fort York shit, you know. Well, when it was popping. Yeah. Running through the six with my woes. Count money, you know how it goes. Pray to real live forever, man. Pray to fakes get exposed. I want that for right, all right, all right, and we are back. Uh, what what are we talking about now? What are talking we talking about? Women uh, oh, yeah. approaching men. Mm-hmm. This is uh, Michelle. You got this again. I wanted to stay for. I want to hear. So a girlfriend of mine, <laughs> a girlfriend of mine posted. Um, she posted this. This I guess it was like a story on her Facebook from Elite said, Daily. Yes, from Elite yeah. Daily, and it said um, eight reasons why women should start approaching men. You want to go through the reasons? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, the first reason was uh, women have the power to change what's normal. Uh, What's the worst that could happen? Guys want you to. What if they're too shy to make the move? Knowing and acting on on what you want feels sexy. I can agree with that. You won't have to overanalyze and (laughs) (laughs) and finally be able to get the answers you want to know. This is about you too, not just him. And if nothing else, it's practice. That's been my, I mean, that's kind of my attitude, too. Like, it's practice, mm-hmm. you know? It's like yeah. shooting baskets. So, so here's my perspective on it, right? <laughs> so I don't I don't have a problem, like, approaching a guy and asking him out. I, but one thing I was telling my girlfriends is that I kind of work in, like, a communication salesy type 
you know, field. Right. And I sit on the executive board of the Urbanly Young Professionals. So it's very easy for me to be like, hey, there's this event going on Saturday. Are you interested? You can join me. So I don't know if that's really asking somebody out on a date. Mm-hmm. I just ask him to be in my space. Like, I'm welcoming you to be a part of my space. And right. if you want to, cool, we can go from there. And if not, cool, you know. So I, that's that's kind of my... my uh, the way that I handle that situation. Would you? Would you? If it wasn't an event, if it was just someone you were interested in, would you ask him out on a on a, a traditional kind of date date? I think that the <laughs> furthest that I would go was maybe asking him out for lunch. Okay. Yeah, I, I, because I guess for me, I, I, if he's not, maybe it's easier to like take the rejection then, because if he's not interested, I can still spin it like, okay, this is just kind of a casual right. thing. But I I don't I would never go out and just plan this elaborate date unless right. we were already in a relationship gotcha i just, I just i'm mm, sorry that's interesting i really like the ones that that i think good. it was kind of toward the middle one said uh um it makes you feel sexy mm-hmm. um what was the one that what were the couple that were before that um one was like it you know what's the worst that could happen guys want you to women have the power to change what's normal okay um it was guys want you to and the mm-hmm. one that was talking about you know it'll keep you from over analyzing yeah you won't have to over i don't know how many calls i've gotten from my sister yes i'm putting you on blast mm, <laughs> really um, fine too <laughs> but in the other girls that i'm friends with you know they'll be like hey okay so he said this he did mm-hmm. this what does this mean what's i'm like are you interested in them yeah. well yeah well tell them yeah just just do just it because i know i would as a man i would appreciate a woman be you know being assertive and being blunt with them i mean mm-hmm. you know looks so i'm interested like let's go hang out let's blah 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 i mean i don't know it just yeah that I, I think that the pushback cool. is like so people like men like assertive they don't like aggressive Right. You know what I'm saying? And so sometimes women can be, and this is usually happens out of anxiety or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I want it so bad. And so then they just like pounce. Right. And it's just like, y'all didn't see the fellow's face. But it just, it comes, it's, it comes across as not being, um, confident and sexy yeah. but almost like self-depreciating it right. please 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 right. pick me pick me pick me yeah and i think that if you can't do it in a in a way that's confident and casual then you probably shouldn't do it because it's not going to come off I you know <laughs> in a good light yeah, so no, that makes sense that yeah definitely makes sense. yeah so what do y'all think about that Vagina, vagina, vagina. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, for real. I, I, I think. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I think that um, as far as a woman approaching, I think it's actually sexy. Um, it's happened to me several times. I think me and Christian went out a couple times, and we had you know some girls approach us, and it's it's actually flattering, yeah. especially when they're attractive because it's like you don't have to, yeah, and you do it because you apparently have an interest in who we are. Right. So to me, I, I find it very sexual, very attractive because an attractive woman or a woman of confidence says, you know what. Forget what society says, as Gary always talks about. I'm going to walk up to him because this is what I want. And men may not admit to it, but when a woman is beautiful and we notice that she's beautiful and she's confident, Mm -hmm. it may be a smidgen of intimidation because you don't really, if you want that as a man, you don't want to be turned down. You don't want her to say no. So if a woman that you've already seen that's attractive and she's coming to you and you're like, it honestly makes it easier uh, easier for us. It's just like if you see a woman... And you look at her and she smiles. 
and then you happen to look up and she's looking at you again, you yeah. pretty much already know there's an attraction. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's that it's a green light. Yeah. So to see that a woman is actually attracted to you, man, it, it's it's perfect. And I think I hate like Gary says, I hate that it's like people try to stick us in the 1950s to where you can't do what you want to do. Yeah. If you want to approach a dude or buy a dude a drink to say, hey, I'm interested, or even just speak. Yeah. And I honestly wish, this is to go back, I hate to add culture or race to it, but this is one of those things to go back to black women really need to open up. Mm-hmm. Because when I've been approached by white women or the times me and Chris have been approached by girls when we go out, it's it was the white women at the uh, at that bar one time and then it was Hispanic women the other time. Mm-hmm. Black women don't do it. And a lot of times black women sit back and be like, well, he, he looking, but he ain't coming. Well, you go. Yeah. And it might have, and that yeah, might be connected to kind of the self-respect, the confidence. Not to assume that yeah, of black women don't have confidence, confidence self-respect. Yeah. But when you're, when you're raised to have self-respect mm-hmm. and then when you're an adult, you're going to be more confident in yourself. Yeah. You're be you know what I think that is, too, guys? <laughs> I think that it's a lot of times women, especially black women, they've been with so many sorry-ass dudes. Go ahead. You know what man. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That they feel mm-hmm. they're, they're scared that, oh, well, if I put out too much, he'll right. never reciprocate. Right. That's you know? true. And so I feel That's like a lot of times like women are like, well, you know, he needs to show me that I'm worth You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're, they're kind of scared that that's you know that's what's gonna happen at least give them an but indication of interest exactly. though. that's your eyes a smile or something yeah. I feel say I, I spoke to this black yeah. chick on campus the other day she looked at me like I had shit on me and I'm like I know yeah. I ain't gonna even say the rest but I was just like really yeah. like you ain't gonna even you, you gonna look at me mm-hmm. like I meant me yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. No. So here's the situation I was in, fellas, and you say white women and also older women is another yeah, group yeah. that I found that are more apt to approach you. Right. Uh, I was just out of college. This was 2000, what, eight, 2008. I was about 22, 23. <laughs> I mean, I had just got done playing football too, so I looked, you know, like this Philly big bohemian Negro man. <laughs> and I was in, uh, I was Negro in Denver. Man. I was yeah. in Denver. <laughs> look, if you like to interracial date and you're a black dude go to Denver they're very aggressive um, anyway I was uh, walking out of the bathroom and literally you talk about somebody that grabs you and lifts it up oh. like they grabbed me and got in the crack bro. Oh, it was right. like very invasive <laughs> grab of the behind when you go to the crack you ain't coming back <laughs> You ain't oh my goodness. <laughs> you be oh. killing with these monikers, man. <laughs> anyway, and I said, I said, I looked at her, I said, you got some nerve. You're going to touch me like that. And then she looked me right in my eyes and touched my crotch. Oh, this was a. This, turns out she's like a she's like a 38 year old woman. She was she native, white. She was Native American. Okay, and uh, she had gotten divorced very recently, and. You know, obviously, if you were to do that to a girl, you would probably be going to jail that mm-hmm. night. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't I didn't press charges. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to understand why she was uh, sexually harassing me. And once I understood it, I was like, I understand. You just got out of a divorce. Right. You know, whatever you need to do. You know, I put my hands up. Do I, you. You know, <laughs> fondle whatever you got to fondle. You know. Yeah. If you fondle the crotch, I will leave a splotch. Oh. <laughs> No, but seriously though, like sometimes like it's it is very flattering and whether I felt it, I did. I mean, I'll be honest, I was young, dumb, and full of cum, and 
you know, I was like, this is kind of cool, man. And I, I've mm-hmm. always had a thing for older women, so. Well, older women will break your back, though, man. Boy, they will. Sometimes man, you broke out. Yeah, uh-huh. Sometimes you need your back, bro. Yeah, I mean, it happened to Batman. He came back stronger. I'm telling you what, uh, young women, uh, just wait about 10 years and you'll know how we've been feeling since uh, we were 18. <laughs> yes, man. Uh, man, one thing I would say is, is y'all kind of already said it, but I find it really sexy and really uh, flattering when when a woman is, is willing to even be explicit about it an interest, even if she doesn't attract you yes. uh, or you know go after you. But one of the things you said was, I think the reason why I find it so sexy and appealing is because it pushes back against what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which, to me, that just preaches confidence. That yep. preaches yeah. somebody that's also kind of aware, culturally mm. aware. Because to get to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm not supposed to do this, but F it. I'm finna do it anyway. Mm. That, that's a good me, thing. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think that indicates some uh, further things that uh, are appealing. <laughs> so that's why I think I like that. I like when a woman says something just so raw where it just makes me be like, I don't even know if I need to mess with this girl. I know, bro. And look, we were, that was one of the things for last week. We were supposed to talk about women that use profane language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes or no. And, and 87.5%, I did a poll. You know, we did the poll. 87.5% said they would date a woman. And the 12.5% said... Uh, they would as long as she's beautiful. Nobody said no. You know, men are mm-hmm. different. We it's either what they look like or we just don't care. Yeah, I'll be honest. I kind of find it. I mean, obviously you got to know your surroundings. You yeah. can't be cussing at yeah. a right. banquet. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you can, if you can give me a run for my dirty mouth, I'm like, oh. I've also seen <laughs> a, I saw cool. a study that said something about women who use profanity are. Uh, a more mentally healthy, but yeah. also I think it might have been like more like better in bed or yeah. something like that. My perfect oh, woman would be walking into a bar and she's drinking something brown, cussing yeah. at the TV with the game on, <laughs> and, and got an ass and some breasts. Yeah. I'm a married, huh? On the spot. I'm married, huh? I don't know who you are. You're mine. Well, I know a few, but uh, Liz. <clears throat> I mean, that's the thing. About, and that's what I was going to say, too. Like, it's okay to drink, like, a beer or something. Like, mm-hmm. man, like, it's just, you just got to be able to be open-minded. Yes. Man. You got to be open-minded. And I, and I, I wish, I, I hope this show reaches people. And that's why I love to have Michelle and Christian and Gary. We all have these different views and backgrounds where we come from. But we're all open-minded. I'm sure Michelle has drank a beer or something mm-hmm. brown. Yeah. Like, that's one thing, especially with black men. Like, we would love to see a woman, even if you don't like sports, we're not saying you have to like sports, mm-hmm. but tolerate it. Because yeah. we, we, at some point in time, we got to tolerate something that you do. Exactly. So we have to be able to show reciprocity, be able to tolerate each other, drink a beer, do something. I mean, take some shots. I hate, I, I, and I hate saying all the time, my experiences are, oh, I dated a white girl and a white girl drunk. Or she was doing these things that we're talking about we love from a white woman. Yeah. But it's like, I, we can only say what we've only, you know, what we've experienced. And I've seen, you know, uh, the girl I date now, she drinks beer and it's great. And, and it, you know, she didn't do it when she met me. But it's like, I told her, I was like, even after me, you know, I guarantee you, if you know something about sports and you drink, and now when she goes out with her girls or do whatever, she be like, these dudes hit on me. Why? Was you watching the Bulls game? Yes. Mm-hmm. You told them about Derrick Rose. You was able to say Jimmy Butler's name. You was able to say Paul Gasol. And you're drinking a beer with some liquor. Yeah. Dudes love that. I don't yeah. give a damn what race they are. They see that and they like, now that's my kind of one. And if you can chug that beer. Oh, my God. And not yeah, be you, drunk. Yeah, you get, that's, that's <laughs> I'm just saying, you got that. A little you bit like to be intimidated by yeah. one. Yeah. 
Well, that's well, the converse of being romantic, right? So yeah. we expect y'all to do like these borderline feminine things yeah. for us. So yeah, you know. and I hate to cut it off, man. We got you know we do not want to be like that's the tribe so of Judah. Fun. We will not be like the tribe of Judah, man. We will not. Hopefully, them Negroes is off next week on time. And if you're listening, I don't give a flying shit. Oh, I'm telling you, I don't like confrontation either, brother. But sometimes people need to know. Well, but we, we don't wear you, underwear but, next, next week, and we just come in with boners. Here you go. Desert dog day. Super dog day. We want to let you guys know if you missed the show, you can catch it again tonight at 11 o'clock on Fishbowl Radio Network. If you miss it, you can catch us on iTunes. Uh, the Reality Is. Hit us up at info at therealityis.com. Find us on social media, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. We're on there. And if you want to call next week, 214-431-5062. And we are signing off. You guys have a great weekend. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your face. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.